Welcome to the PCS to Corporate America podcast from Cameron Brooks. Our mission here at Cameron Brooks is to help educate junior military officers about their transition options and to inspire veterans to transform their lives and their careers. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Cameron Brooks podcast. I am so excited to do this episode. So uh, on episode 177, Joel Junker interviewed a guy named Brock Dudley. And Brock was talking about why he was excited to make the move to corporate America in that episode. And now I'm sitting right next to my coworker, transition coach, Brock Dudley. <laughs> so Brock, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. And, and Brock and I are actually going to do one more of these in a, a week or so. We're going to do a Thanksgiving mini-sode, a gratitude episode. But um, but when uh, we were planning, you know, we, we sit around and we do these planning sessions about um, uh, the podcast and some of the content that we want to do. And when we were planning for this one, the intention was to have an alumni, alumna, excuse me, on the podcast talking about the advantages of preparing early, getting after preparation to make the move from the military to corporate America and not waiting to the last minute to do it. And then so as I was considering different options and who we'd have on, I, I thought this would be a good episode to just let Brock introduce himself. Like, who are you? What are you? What are you up to? And some of you have heard episodes 177. I encourage you to go back and grab that. But really now that Brock is, now that we're sitting in the same room as coworkers and he's a member of the team, you know, I just want him to introduce himself as a member of the team. And then and then we'll talk a little bit. One of the things Brock did really well as a candidate before he came to Cameron Brooks is he read all the books and then some. He did all the self-analysis and then some. He did an, a healthy career field exercise, career field research exercise, multiple iterations of that. Um he wrote a great resume, and he was underway for in the Navy half the time. So, so I just think that that his experience as a Cameron Brooks alumnus um, will hopefully resonate with many of you out there who are thinking about making the move to corporate America and and wrestling with the busyness of life. You know, you got a full time job in the military. Maybe you have a spouse or significant other. Maybe you have a kid or two. Just we're busy. Life is busy. So I think that. His perspective will be good for us, good for you as you're thinking about your situation and making the move from the military to corporate America. So without further ado, Brock, again, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Pete. It's good to be here. Um, you know, for all the listeners out there, uh, I know I introduced myself before uh, on episode 177, uh, but I was a 2018 uh, Naval Academy grad, uh, and then I commissioned as a surface warfare officer. Uh, and spent the last five and a half years out in San Diego, uh, where I was uh, served both of my division officer tours on the USS Bunker Hill. Um, and I deployed to the Western Pacific three times. So I was really busy out there. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I had to make a decision on uh, if I was going to stay in or get out, if I was going to. Um, if I was going to do a shore duty, which is very common for uh, for surface warfare officers, because you spend a good five years just really busy, um, and I thought that was going to be the best route for me. And ultimately, I decided to uh, make the transition out, uh, which I can talk a little bit about. But I do want to say it is uh, kind of funny to 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 be sitting here. Uh, it feels weird. I've I 
I was on the other side of the world listening to these podcasts. I was on a ship um, listening to Pete, listening to Joel, talk to uh, alumnus, uh, talk to companies on this podcast. And to be sitting in this room here in Fredericksburg, Texas now is uh, is a funny feeling. And a lot's changed in the last year. So we're excited and, to be here. And Brock is uh, newly married. And so his wife, he and his wife are occupying residence here in Fredericksburg, which is a smaller town for a young, <laughs> yeah. for a, for a young uh, married couple. But uh, but yeah, Brock, we're real we're real glad to have you on the team. Definitely, thanks, Pete. Okay, so you were in this program for nine months. As a matter of fact, you had a conversation. I don't know. Just take us back. All right. So actually, you know what? Let me answer you this question. So. So you're you're thinking about getting out of the military. You're probably a year to getting out, and you're thinking, you know, I think this is going to be my move. And first of all, how did you even hear about Cameron Brooks? Yeah, well, it's I actually heard about Cameron Brooks from um, someone who was on my ship who, okay. who, went, who was in the program yeah. at the time, and uh, and I, I heard about them, and I had always had them on my radar. And truthfully, I started thinking about the transition about two and a half years. Um, to the left of my my five year commitment. Yeah. Um. But you know, I I had a good experience in the military. I had great mentors, uh, great commanding officers, and I was blessed to serve with some of my best friends. Um. So you know, I wanted to keep the I wanted to keep the door open. I, I didn't know if I wanted to get out. Um. Just quite yet. And uh, I funny I I was selected through the Navy's talent management program uh, for what's called FSEP, the Fleet Scholars Education Program, when I, where I could go and get my my MBA paid for at the school of my choice, uh, as well as a pretty hefty uh, signing bonus. And, you know, I that was one of the hardest decisions I've had to make. I had seven days to make the decision. And um, it's funny because Cameron Brooks uh, came into the picture uh, during those seven days. Uh, I was actually at home, uh, or I say home, I was in Texas with my fiance at the time in Bernie, which is down the road from here. And um, I found out that I was selected for this program. And then I also uh, got in touch with uh, um, with someone from Cameron Brooks and kind of weighed my options. So it's a little bit about where I was at. Let's talk about the busyness. You know, this podcast is all about starting early. And by starting early, what we're really saying, you guys, is is getting involved in high-level preparation for a move to corporate America and not waiting to the last minute. So Brock, like, okay, so you're 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 in the Navy, surf sport profs, or you fleet it up, so you're on the bunker hill doing great things. Tell talk to us about the busyness of your life, because I think that'll resonate. The operational tempo will resonate with a lot of people who are who who are in the shoes that you were in. Yeah, definitely. I so at the time, uh, I before I made the decision to uh, make the transition out and um, partner with Cameron Brooks to help me help guide me in my transition. I was getting ready to deploy for my third time uh, about thirty days uh, later. So I deployed in uh, beginning of December of two thousand and twenty-two. Uh, and I was going to be gone for about seven months. Uh, so things were busy. I was, uh, um, I was underway out at sea, uh, in the Western Pacific. Um, and you know, those, the days were busy. I mean, I have my day-to-day responsibilities, my, my, my main job, uh, 
day-to-day job was the training officer. Uh, but I also had responsibilities such as uh, standing watch anywhere from eight to 12 hours a day of watch uh, combined with um, my preparation. Uh, so things were busy um, and I had to be very organized and I had to be really committed to to learning um, and, and you know, just increasing my business knowledge and, and kind of going through the program with Cameron Brooks. But looking back, I'm just, I'm really thankful for that, um, for it being so busy because it kind of, I think, built my capacity uh, to learn and just to uh, just to kind of move forward and make decisions in my life. Um, so I'm really thankful for that, for that busyness. So, so, okay. So you, you, how do you, why was that important? Sorry, I'm formulating this question on the fly here. Yeah. Why was that important to you? Like, were you, were you motivated by fear? Like, oh gosh, if I'm not prepared, then I, I won't go find a job where are you, you know, just tell me a little bit more about why that's important. Yeah. It was important because, um, you know, I, I submitted my resignation. Uh, you know, I, I told the Navy like, Hey, I was getting out. Uh, I was also motivated because I was, uh, engaged at the time. And I had about nine months until I was making the transition out and, uh, and about eight months until I was getting married to my now wife. Um, and so I was motivated. I was motivated for a lot of different reasons. Uh, you know, the main one being though, uh, you know, I wanted to have a smooth transition. I wanted to, uh, utilize my time away from home where I knew I couldn't go home every single night while I was on deployment uh, and just learn as much as I possibly could. Um, so there's a lot of different aspects to it, Pete, but um, I think that's the main one uh, is I just wanted to have a very smooth transition. When I went to Iraq in 2003, I had actually already come to a Camera Brooks conference and I had already verbally accepted an offer and then got stop loss and deployed. So when I was on deployment, like I didn't want to do anything other than like get off of work, watch Band of Brothers, go to bed, rinse, repeat over and over and over again, I felt like. And so I feel like I wasn't quite in your shoes because I was already done with my search. But I, I feel like a lot of people on deployment, it's not that they feel sorry for themselves. Like nobody feels sorry for themselves, but it's like, man, I'm away from home. I'm working really hard. I'm super busy. Like when I get off work, I don't want to do, I don't want to read a business book or something along those lines. And so how did you, I guess there's two questions here. One, how did you make time to make this important and make it a priority? And then two, more tactically, like, like how'd you squeeze it in? You know what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a good question, Pete. I think the first thing is that I had to be really organized. Um, and it's, it was really hard to be organized because uh, my my watch schedule was always changing. Uh, most of the time, I stood watch during the night, so I would pretty much go to bed around seven thirty at night, wake up around eleven thirty um, around midnight, and go on watch. And I'd start my day at midnight, uh, so I had to be really organized. Um, and I think that the hard the hard thing about it was. Um, I knew that certain things were going to have to give. Uh, maybe, maybe it was um, a workout. Uh, maybe it was uh, that time, like you said, watching watching a show, just decompressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of watching a show, I just maybe plug in. I'd plug in my headphones and I would listen to an audio book while I was walking or running on the treadmill. Uh, so I had I had to find ways to uh, you know to prepare, and I had to get really creative. But getting creative 
and being organized and just knowing that there are certain things that we're going to have to give, but that we're going to benefit me in the long run in my in my growth professionally and personally. Um, that that's kind of what kept me uh, kept me going. I do want to I do want to pull that through. I want to ask you one more question, but I do want to pull the idea through because now Brock has been to two conferences and and he's been he's been an employee at both essentially. And so he's been able to see successful candidates and he plays an extremely active role. He's very motivated to get in and and do mock interviews with candidates, not only before the conference, but at the conference, just real invested in that. As a matter of fact, I, we were we were talking before we turned the microphone on and we finished up our November conference yesterday and and you know it's officially our day off because we've been working from from Monday of the previous week through Tuesday night. And so we give ourselves Wednesday off and then we come back and work the next day. And three different candidates called him because of the relationship that he had built with them. So he's got some, he's got, he's got some, he's building his chops very quickly and he's building trust with, with officers in this program very quickly. So I do want to pull through kind of the what you're seeing or what you've seen so far in your time here. And I think it's better to hear, right? frankly, in some ways, I think it's better to hear from Brock because he's he's a little bit more, yeah, he's newer. He's got some fresh eyes. He's seen some things. And so I would do want to get there. We're going to get there. Sorry, I set that up a little bit long. But what I really want to do is like, so you read a bunch of books, you worked in self-analysis, you did some interview prep. Like, what do you think some of the most beneficial things that an officer can do even a year before they get out, what are some of the most beneficial things they can do to ensure when when it when they re- reach the moment of truth, and that is they're sitting in front of a hiring manager at a conference or just in an interview period, in an interview, explaining their background, demonstrating their interests, connecting things. Like, what are some of the things that you did that you know made you successful? Yeah. Um, first off, reading, right? Um, I think reading's the biggest thing because it it uh, it teaches you just this whole new language, what we call like the business language. Which you know, in the military, we have our military jargon, the way we talk, the way we communicate, um, how business is conducting. It's very specific to that, and we don't have any experience. I didn't have any experience uh, in in recognized industry practices or any of the terminology, um, and so I think reading's the biggest thing. Uh, and it, it really it helped me helped me run more efficient meetings. Uh, it helped me in planning and uh, um, planning cycles, implementing things such as agile and Scrum, um, uh, running projects. You know, just fundamentals of project management was was huge for me. Uh, and it gave me it, that. I want to this twofold. The reading also helped me um, in these helped me finish out my time strong. Like as a better officer, uh, which gave me more to talk about when it came time for, for, for interview prep time. So I think reading is, is the number one thing. Secondly, just self-assessment. Um, you know, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Um, what, what it, what do I know? What do I not know? What do I need to learn? Um, what type of leader am I? Uh, and I think that's, that, that was the, one of the biggest things. Uh, additionally, uh, any t- sort of certifications. I was lucky enough to have the the time to. Uh, I did a skill bridge through Cameron Brooks, and I was lucky enough to have the time to do uh, get my PMP through the uh, Onward to Opportunity program. Um, and once again, that just 
that just helped me um, communicate my experiences more effectively. So that's kind of a little bit about about that, Pete. I want to I want to put an exclamation point on on what he just said. The very last thing he said helped me communicate my experiences more effectively. And I think sometimes people think that they need to change their vocabulary. Like I can't say platoon commander or division officer anymore. Now I've got to say you know middle manager. I don't know what whatever whatever the kind of you, they think the the equivalent nomenclature would be in business. And so. It, you know, when you're when you're reading the, for those who are listening, when when you're reading, the intention is not to be, you know, to change your vocabulary. Yes, you 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 can't use a bunch of military jar, jargon in a business interview for sure, right? And 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 that's one of the things we we help you to get over. But more, the idea is like like he just said, reading the fundamentals of project management, or reading the goal, or re- reading what is Six Sigma books that have. Uh, relevance to different operational components within corporate America help you to see how your military background relates. That's one of the biggest hurdles that I think, Brock, that I've seen, and maybe you felt, and I certainly felt this when I was in the military. It was like, hey, I'm an officer. I show up to work every day and I, I have a plan, but I end up putting out fires all day, every day. And I think the reading program really helped me to get a better idea of, okay, yeah, it's in a different environment, but I think functionally, I do a lot of things in the military that are really important, crucial in corporate America. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's it's funny you say that. Um, I kind of want to make this point a little later, but I'm going to kind of make it now. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I think you just you have to speak this language that um, resonates with with people, with directors, hiring managers. You know, it could be C level execs that you're you're sitting in the room with interviewing. And they need to understand what you're, what it is that you're doing. Um, you know, hey, if you're, if you're flying an F-18, like they know that that's impressive, but uh, you need to be able to kind of translate that experience to someone who, who wasn't in the military. Um, or doesn't know how to fly anything, it, for instance. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, this might be ex- 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 extreme and it's not necessarily a scare tactic, but I kind of personally equate this to... Um, to seven or eight year old Brock, you know, telling my father, like, hey, hey, dad, I'm I'm ready to mow the lawn when I necessarily can't even reach the handlebars to the lawnmower. It's like I know he trusts me, but I it's like I don't have that experience there yet uh in corporate America. Um and being able to convince him that I'm ready to go and come to work, um, you know, that that I'm ready to come to work in corporate America is is extremely important. Um, and translate my experiences to uh, to something that a, a hiring manager or director uh, would understand in yeah. the interview. I will say that was a good mental picture. I'm, I didn't know Brock when he was eight years old, but I can just see him like, Dad, I am ready. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I'm not very tall. So, uh, so that's that. Yeah, I'm ready to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's good. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. One of the things that, you know, when I was in, when I was coming through this program a few years back, I would read the books and my problem with reading, and I don't know if this is a problem or not, but I like reading books cover to cover with a highlighter in my hand, but I'm an over highlighter. I'm an over like bookmarker. I make, you know, every page is dog-eared. It's like, and if everything's important, nothing is important. I think that's one of the hurdles that I faced when trying to educate myself to corporate America is like I was trying to get it all. Every little morsel that the author would write, I'd be like, okay, well, that's important. Okay, well, that's important. Tell me, 
Brock, maybe share with me a little bit about how you were able to like take the nuggets, the big points and apply them to your experience. Yeah. Well, first, Pete, it's funny. My wife tells me that uh, she doesn't understand what I'm doing when I'm reading books because everything is highlighted to you. So, Hold on. Let me just yeah. say his wife is a very accomplished artiste. I saw a picture on social media the other day of a picture, uh, a painting she had painted. And I was like, whoa, that is, that's the real deal. She's a real deal. So she's an art yeah, artist. She is. she is. She's not a highlight every word. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, oh, Pete, that's a good question. Um, I, I, it's tough. It's still tough for me, even being, you know, two conferences in, uh, as an employee at Cameron Brooks, but, um, you just having like that mental clarity, uh, is, is the biggest was the biggest thing for for me mm-hmm. and what I see with with um, with candidates coming junior military officers coming through the program um, it's that mental clarity and and having a good understanding uh, like a framework of how they need to um, answer questions you know what's what's the real question behind mm-hmm. the question that these people are asking you um, yeah. That's that's a good one. One of the things I start to think about too is, you know, and and I, I didn't know this. I wish somebody would have said this to me when I was in this program. Like I never nobody ever said, like, hey, you don't need to get every single morsel out of the book. Like, just come up with like, what are the three? I don't know. It doesn't have to be three. It could be two, it could be four, it doesn't matter. What are the three like key takeaways that relate to your experience? You know, I I feel like if I try to remember everything, I'll remember nothing. But if I can just like, even if I'm reading a book, let's say Good to Great, for instance, Jim Collins published 2001, ubiquitous business book, like everyone's read Good to Great at this point in the game in corporate America. You know, like there are so many points that he makes that it's like, gosh, if you're not careful, if I'm not careful, I'll try to remember it all. And when I try to remember everything, I typically don't remember much. And so it's almost you almost want to limit yourself. Like, okay, here's the three big things that I'm going to take to work with me this week and see if I can apply them. And I feel like a lot of times that's all you really need. You don't need, you don't need, I don't need every, um, you know, word highlighted. Just give me the big points. And I think that tends to work. What do you think about that? Yeah. I, you know, I, I agree with that, Pete. Um, for me, it was even just taking one to two things from a book mm. and applying it. And it helps. Like I I'm not patting myself on the back here or trying to blow smoke up, you know, but I I read I read 20, I think over 25 books in the program. So I was able to take like 25 and you do one to two things from each book. That's like 50 things that yeah. I could take that I could try to to implement into my interview answers and yeah. implement into the way I, I talk. So um being able to uh, just take one, even one to two things is, is going to be super impactful for you. That's awesome. And you know, one of the things he said, and I don't know, I'm, I'm not going to ask you how many books you actually read versus listened to, but it kind of doesn't matter, you guys. I mean, like if you if you like listening to audio, like let's say you just, you take information better. It's almost, I, I, Brock and I have actually talked about this a little bit over the last couple of weeks. I think it's almost better to listen. I mean, I don't know, again, depends on you, depends on how you taken info, but I like, for me, when I listen, I can't highlight every line. It's impossible, right? I can't sit there and tag every line. Oh, that's important. That's important. So it almost forces me to take one step back and analyze the book from a slightly larger perspective or maybe a macro perspective. Okay. And and I think when I do that, I read a book recently, actually re- read it a few years back and then I listened to it recently. And I just, 
for some reason, I just remember more of the bigger points because I wasn't like lost in every minute detail or all the minutia. So some people are like, I don't know about listening. I'm not so sure. In some ways, I think it could actually be helpful, more helpful perhaps. Yeah. Pete, I also want to touch on that. The audio books, um, now that I'm, you know, married and, uh, you know, I, sorry, I come to work and I want to go, go home and spend time with my wife. It's like, I don't, you know, I know I'm a newlywed, but I don't necessarily want to sit there for an hour and just is just read a book. Not not yet, at least. Um, and the audio book is important because it goes back to being organized and being you know time management. If you have a commute into work, uh, you know, listen to an audio book. Um, if you're if you're exercising or if you're going on a walk, listen to an audio book. I mean, Pete, you talked about working in your garage the other day. Uh, and you plugged in an audio book, you know, and I, I think that's, that's super helpful. I washed my truck yesterday and I'm mad because it rained today. <laughs> I don't know why it, the weather, but I mean, that was like an hour and a half. And I just, I'm not listening to a business book right now. I'm listening to Pillars of the Earth, which I love, which is wonderful, Ken Follett. Um, But like, that's an hour and a half of like, I'm just yeah. sitting there mindlessly cleaning up a very dirty truck I'm and in, in really kind of making progress in, in a book that I'm yeah. reading. So yeah, yeah, to your point, like, I mean, guys, you could- commute, wash the car, take a walk, get on the treadmill, whatever. You know, there, there's lots of ways to take it in. Yeah, definitely. Let me ask you this. So so in your mind, for those that are listening to the podcast, thinking thinking either like, oh, maybe I need to start preparing or, or partnering in or whatever it might be, or like, oh, crap, I need to get on my horse here. When's the ideal time, in your opinion, when's uh, the ideal time to start yeah. preparing? You know, as early as possible. I think it's important that if you're even remotely considering getting out, you could be two, three years down the road um, from getting out. Uh, but I think you just need to start learning about your options now. And I also think it's important for you to know what what is out there outside of the military, um, so that you can make the best you know best decision for you. Like mm-hmm. your your decision might be to to stay in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every like I had an amazing time in the military and I really enjoyed it, but. I knew that I wanted to come to corporate America. Um, and so everyone's situation is different, but I think that I think that starting as early as possible is is going to be the most beneficial thing to you. Um, and and it'll help you frame um, your approach to your work. It'll help you frame your you know your conversations with uh, say your commanding officer or your um, you know your boss on on your future plans. Um, and I think I think it's important to start as early as you can. One of the things that we've asked Brock to do here at Camera Brooks, and he's really stepped up, is to help some people who come to this program a little late. And by that, I mean like they're getting out relatively soon and they don't have a whole heck of a lot of time. And so now he and and you're right, and we're we're like, well, we're gonna help you. So we're gonna we're gonna walk alongside you the whole way. And Brock showed up and he's been able to really participate in that. Um and he's also made relationships with some of the people that were in the program for six, nine, 12, 18 months. And so I'm going to ask him this question, not because I'm trying to scare people. And if you're listening to this, please don't, this is not me like scaring you into anything, but I want him to talk to us. Like he sees the difference between people that have, have taken the time to prepare and people that are making this a last minute situation. Like, what's the difference, or what do you recognize as some of the bigger biggest differences? Um, yeah, just <laughs> way less stress. Uh, obviously, is the number one thing. Is the number one thing uh, 
just not if, if you're coming to to the program late or or making the transition late, and you only have a couple couple weeks or a couple months. Um, there's just a lot more noise and a lot more going on uh, in your life, and uh, it shows in the conversations, in the in the mock interviews. Um, Another thing too is just framing, you know, answering the answering the question. Uh, being able to be a good listener in an interview is really important. Um, and, and listening to the question and knowing how to how to answer that question uh, is what I see trips people up the most who come to who come to the program late. Um, and it's not to say that you can't be successful because you can be successful. Uh, there's plenty of people who who have done it and have you know done amazing in their interviews and launched their careers. Uh, in a short amount of time. But I think the number one thing is that is that stress factor. I'm going to double down on what he said. Listen, if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, well, I guess it's too late for me. I only have a month or two until I'm getting out of the military. It's not too late for you. This this podcast is not intended to, to separate people into, oh, okay, it's too late. It's not too late. This podcast is intended for those that maybe do have a little bit of more time. Let's go ahead and get started now. Regardless if you're going to partner with Cameron Brooks or not, this is not that... The intention of this is not that, but regardless if we're going to partner partner or not, if your intention is to make the move from the military to corporate America, let's go ahead and get that started. Now, let's say you only have a month or two or three or a week or two or three, shoot, whatever, um, and you feel like Cameron Brooks can help. I still want to chat with you. I still want to talk about your plans. I still want to talk about your goals, and I want to still talk about an opportunity if we can help. Now, is it going to be more stressful? Absolutely. As Brock just said, there's just a lot more information to get in a relatively short amount of time. But what I'll tell you is we can help you, especially. So if you're going to, if you don't have much time until you get out of the military, maybe that's even in better, uh, in even better reason not to go it alone, to hire someone with the experience and the network to help you to get to where you want to want to be. You want to weigh in on that, Brock? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It's, I think the big thing here, um, Pete, is is it's just being able to to speak that language and communicate clearly and concisely um, what your experiences and what your accomplishments are are in the military. And um, I'm with you on that. You can be very very successful uh, um, with with shorter amount of prep time, um, but it definitely helps and it takes off that stress factor if you have someone uh, there with you. Uh, helping helping you along the way, getting you prepared, uh, whichever however you need to. One of the questions I I I'm, I asked, and Brock and I shared questions for this, just to just to have some things to kick around. Like, why not start early? And that was that was the tone of the question that I wrote because I had, we had emailed back and forth. Why not start early? Like, what's the harm in starting now? Yeah, I you know you, you sent me the questions earlier, Pete, and I I had answers. And things ready to talk about for every single one of them, except for this one, uh, because I just didn't really have a good reason to not start early. Yeah, that's right. And that's that's. I'm, I'm, I mean, we can make an excuse. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's like, oh, I'm busy. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm. I got a family. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you guys, it, you know, we, we make excuses, but you know what? We don't make excuses for. We don't make excuses for things that are important to us. We, I mean, I shouldn't say don't. We rarely make excuses for things that are really important to us. Instead, what do we make? We make time. Yeah. And I think in today's day and age, we're all 
what what does Joel call the phone? The weapon of mass distraction. 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 Yeah. <laughs> the weapon of mass distraction, and and I'm not accusing anyone other than myself of the weapon of mass distraction. I think it's amazing that when I really focus, I can find time to to engage in things that are important to me. And if you're thinking about getting out of the military, you know, one of the biggest mistakes I think people make is they assume that their military experience is adequate preparation for the move to corporate America. After doing this now for just about 11 years, I can tell you, I don't believe that to be true. As a matter of fact, I think that is a, a false, false thought. And so listen, if you're thinking about, hey, I'm going to make the move to corporate America, even if you're just like, I'm not even so sure, now's the time because it's important. Yeah, well said, Pete. Okay, we're going to land this plane, Brock. I'm excited to do our Thanksgiving mini-sode here, and uh, we'll record that next week, I think, and have it ready for Thanksgiving. But man, I'm so glad you're on board with us. You guys, I'm excited for you to meet Brock and work with Brock. He's a real pro, cares deeply about helping military officers make the move to corporate America. So Brock, yeah. thank you for this one. Thanks for having me. And looking me. forward to doing a bunch more with you. Yep, thank you.